New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and joining us now, uh, Dave Spadaro who's been a part of the Eagles broadcast team for, wow, uh, quite a while. So he's got his finger on the pulse of this team better than most. Dave, first and foremost, I've got to ask you about Jalen Hurts and and that shoulder issue. Now, I understand he's not on the injury list uh, this week, but I just, I find it hard to believe he just did not look great against the Giants' third and fourth string players on defense just a few weeks ago, week 18. I know he's had a good almost two weeks to, to recover from that. Any, any concerns here with that shoulder with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, he's gone through a full week of practice. I, I, I don't really take into account too much that week 18 performance, uh, kind of a don't get hurt game plan. I think you'll see the Jalen Hurts who was an MVP candidate throughout the season. I think that's the, that's the quarterback you'll see on Saturday. I think that's the quarterback the Giants are expecting to see. I mean, uh, he will take opportunities to run if they are there, something he did not do in Week 18 to protect that shoulder. And while he may not be 100%, I'm not sure any player in the NFL is, uh, I don't think there'll be any holding back for Jalen, with obviously the caveat of don't be dumb, be smart, get out of the way, get down, don't take hits that are unnecessary. And, um, you know, so I think, I think Jalen will be, will be ready to roll, and, and the Eagles are feeling really good about him in this offense. And and God God forbid, right? Uh, if if something was to happen to Jalen, you know, I'm I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan, and I'm a really big believer that you know the second string quarterback is a really important position to have in the NFL, and there's only a handful that I feel that can step in and potentially help a team win a game, as opposed to you know so many times we see a quarterback go down, and then you're like, oh, game over, right? I, I just I don't feel that way about Gardner Minshew. Uh, in regard to Lane Johnson. Uh, what what can you what can you tell us there? What can you fill us in? Everything that I'm hearing is that he's going to give it a go. Um, what what are your expectations for Lane Johnson this week? You know, again, he has gone through a full week of practice. He is not on the injury list, and that is a very positive sign. I think with him, it's not, hey, is he going to give it a go? It's is he going to be there at the end? And um, I feel like the Eagles have gotten a lot of optimistic news on him. He's recovered really quickly, but it is a tricky injury and. When you're playing offensive line in that position, uh, out on the edge, you're going to be moved like a, a like you know into crazy positions, and your hips are going to be stretched, and and your groin's going to be you know in in awkward movements. And so, the question to me with with Lane is not is he going to be out there? Is, is he going to be there at the end? So, um, it, but he is ready to go. He makes a huge difference with this offense. It's been documented how much of a difference Lane makes when he's on the field versus when he is off the field and how this offense performs. But going into Saturday at 8.15, he'll be the starting right tackle, and the Eagles offense is way better for it. He is the best in the business. Yeah, absolutely. We know that. Dave Spadaro joining us here on ESPN, uh, giving us a preview of the Eagles as they get ready to take on a hot Giants team that that beat the Minnesota Vikings, of course, to advance here. And this will be the third time that these teams play each other. Of course, I think this has been the underlying theme of the postseason, how many uh, in-division teams are playing one another. You know, they, they always say it's really hard to beat a team three times in a row. How do the Eagles feel about facing this Giants team that is playing with uh, house money at this point? Let's be honest, nobody expected them to be here, Dave. Yeah, no doubt. And they, they played a great game against Minnesota, impressive. 
Um, and statistically, you need a, you know, it is not very difficult to beat a team a third time. I think the record is something like if you're hosting the playoff game, it's like 14-6 and six, um, in favor of the team that's won the first two games. So uh, that is kind of a myth, an urban legend, a football urban legend that it's tough to beat a team three times. That said, two very familiar teams. Um, I think the Giants have come such a long way. Kudos to Brian Dable and what they've done there. Physical football team. They've really coached to the strength and the talents of their team. The way that Daniel Jones has developed into a quarterback that New York really wants in the future, I think, is, is awesome. Uh, they, they, his, his ability to get outside the pocket, you see how much that stresses the defense. And combined with, with what Saquon Barkley can do as a dual threat running back, really puts a lot of pressure on defenses. They don't turn the ball over. Their defense has been able to blitz at times and then late in the season kind of pull off that blitz and still be very effective as they were last week against the Vikings. So certainly the Eagles are not in any way taking the New York Giants lightly. It's a physical team. It's a well-coached team. It's a team that's certainly not going to back down from the Philadelphia Eagles, nor will it be the least bit intimidated. So looking for a great one on Saturday night. And um, look, it's a rivalry. that I've been around for 25 years. I love the rivalry. There's been a ton of memorable games for both teams uh, in this rivalry. And I'm looking forward to another one on Saturday. Um, well, I think the Eagles played their best game of the year in week 14, beating the Giants 48-22. Uh, we'll see if the Eagles can get back to that level. You know, one of the matchups here that I'm really paying a lot of attention to is Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley in the rushing game, right? So the Eagles, I uncovered this this stat, 6.5 yards per rush to opposing quarterbacks and 9.2 yards per scramble to opposing quarterbacks. And we know a big part of Daniel Jones's uh, success this season has been running the football, put up 78 rushing yards against the Minnesota Vikings last week. But at the same time, uh, the Eagles have had an opportunity to get get healthy because of the bye week and whatnot. They've got Linval. They brought in Sue. I know you and I have had this discussion. I love Jordan Davis. Uh, I think I think he's hands down uh, one of the top, if not the top, defensive player that that came out of this year's draft. With him on the field, opponents are only averaging three point four yards per carry. So who wins? Who wins this battle? And and how excited are you to you know, see how this plays out? Yeah, I, I think it's such a great coaching strategic chess match, um, and, I, and I think that's how you win football games and lose football games in the playoffs. It's really it really so much comes down to coaching. Um, I, the, the the big statistics the Eagles value so much in uh, with their defense, which was among the best in the league, certainly leading the league in sacks, points allowed. They were uh, right there at the top. Um, they value do not give up the big play, and that's a a run of 10-plus yards, a pass of 16-plus yards, and take the football away. And I think the Eagles defense really got uh, early in the year tons of takeaways. I mean, they were, they were far and away tops in the league in takeaways. Their, their turnover ratio at one point was plus 15, far superior to any team in the league. That changed when C.J. Gardner-Johnson went down, their safety, whom they acquired from the New Orleans Saints. He's back in the lineup. He'll play uh, in the base at safety. He'll play in the nickel as the nickel cornerback. So that gives the Eagles... A uh, bit more of a ball hawk, but certainly, look, you cannot let look, Daniel Jones is going to get his. But the Eagles did an excellent job against him the first time around. But that game was a weird one. Like the Giants were kind of resting Saquon; they were looking really more toward the Washington Commanders game, which, um, from a from a standing standpoint, had much more impact on their chances to make the playoffs. And they kind of rested Saquon. Daniel had only four carries, twenty six yards. 
I'm sure that the Giants will design run for him. I talked to Eagles defensive ends this week. They're like, we don't like this offense. They bootleg. They they exhaust you. The quarterback's always a threat to run. You know you're going to sprint to a bootleg and he's going to throw that screen. So um, it's a it's a tall task for the Eagles defense. Uh, they're very, very good up front. Uh, they're much better at linebacker than they've been in years. And I think on the back end, they match up well with the Giants. So um, they're going to give up some plays. But I feel like the Eagles think as long as they don't give up easy points to the Giants, and if the Giants can drive as they did against Minnesota, I think four drives of 80-plus yards, then, you know, that's great for the Giants and, and shame on the Eagles. But I think the Eagles feel like, if they can limit the big plays down the field, they're going to be okay. Obviously, keeping an eye on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and respecting the heck out of both of their games. All right, before I let you go, Dave, uh, just some key matchups here that I'm going to be looking at playing in some prop bets. Number one is Dallas Goddard. Over 47 and a half receiving yards. We saw TJ Hawkinson put up 129 against this Giants defense. They are so blitz happy. Leaves the middle of the field very vulnerable. I like the over here. You expecting a big, big day, big night from Dallas Goddard? Yeah, it depends on how the Giants play. I mean, the, the reason TJ Hawkinson had such a, a big game was that New York really focused its efforts on taking Justin Jefferson and the big play out of the Vikings offense. And you have to give up something along the way. The Giants gave up a lot to the tight end. So we'll see how the Giants play. If they want to take away Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, then yeah, uh, Dallas Goddard's going to have a really, really big day. And in theory, look, he should have a big day. He's a talented guy. It's a good matchup for the Eagles. And I think there are going to be opportunities for him to have a lot of catches. Um, Maddox, I know he's dealing with a toe. Are you expecting him to play? Out. He's nope, out. He's okay, out. so he's here's... Out so, yeah, so, so here's something really interesting. With him out, uh, this Eagles defense has given up eight receiving touchdowns to slot-wide receivers. Richie James runs his right routes out of the slot 80% of the time. So that's a touchdown rate of 48% since he's been out. So I'm looking at Richie James' anytime touchdown. Make sense? So Yeah, so, so that's, the, that's where C.J. Gardner-Johnson comes into play, the when he was for a while there, it was both he and Maddox out, and Josiah Scott was in. No disrespect to Josiah, good football player, but he was a target. So now the Eagles have C.J. Gardner Johnson back. Uh, he played safety here previously with the Saints. He played nickel cornerback. He'll be the nickel. He's an upgrade from Josiah Scott. I think the Eagles are very well aware of slot receivers, specifically C.D. Lamb in Dallas what he did to the Eagles a few weeks ago, 10 catches, two touchdowns, 11 targets. I think the Eagles make it a priority to slow down Richie James and whomever is running in the slot. Last one for you. Um, Giants known as slow starters in the first half. 26 in points per drive, 28th in scoring rate in the first half. The Eagles, number one in the NFL in scoring rate in the first half. The two games these two teams have played each other, the, the point differential in the first half, 40-7. to seven. I like the Eagles minus 2.5 in the first quarter. What say you? Yeah, I think starting fast is really a huge priority. I mean, the, the crowd is going to be, you know, partied up since noon in, in South Philadelphia. The energy level in the city is crazy. Um, it would certainly behoove the Eagles uh, with a kind of a nervous fan base. The Eagles didn't play great football down the stretch. To start well, it's always a goal. The defense has been up and down starting fast, so I think it's a really huge priority for the Eagles, and 
I look for them to be very aggressive early in the game. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Great insight. Really do appreciate your time, my friend. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Anita. Thanks for having me. All right, I want to thank Dave Spadaro, of course, for joining us here, a special edition of New York Game Day on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. What say you? Uh, what are your thoughts about the Eagles? What are your expectations uh, in regard to our conversation with Spadaro? What are your expectations for Jalen Hurts? How confident are you that the Giants could pull an upset? We want to hear from you. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, 800-919-3776. Special edition, New York Game Day, here on Saturday on 90.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com network. You know, I, if if I if I had a dollar for every time, like so, so I'll go play golf, right? Mm. And a lot of times, like I'll go to a golf course by myself, and then I'll be paired up with like a twosome or a threesome. Yep. And at first, like they're like, "Oh, I've got to play with a woman," <laughs> and then you know I'm crushing the ball like tee off two fifty off the tee, and they're like, "Oh, this might not be so bad." Um, so it's like this whole, it's like this, it, it's like it's it's um. It's it's very comical, right? It's like this whole kind of like topsy turvy situation where like I walk up to the tee box and then like they're rolling their eyes, like really we paid a hundred dollars to to pull golf is barely a sport. And then um and and then and then they'll see me tee off and they'll be like oh then they'll perk up like oh okay well uh, she can play uh, and then I'll turn to them and I'll say what are we playing for like skins five dollars a hole what are we doing what's your handicaps and then they're like oh. <laughs> she's a shark she's trying to take our money and they're like no we'll wait until after we turn nine to decide what we're going to do but then oh, what that's happens weak. is I, hey this is i'm just i'm telling you this happens all the time mm -hmm. so then we turn nine and then the question and then that's golf etiquette and then the question so anita what do you do oh, i work mm -hmm. for espn i used to be you know part of the giants broadcast team what's eli manning like <laughs> If you had a dollar yeah. for every time somebody asked you, what's Eli Manning like? Mm -hmm. 
How much money? When we, would would um, we not be rich? Oh my God. We'd, we'd, we'd both be rich. It's, it's at least... <laughs> we'd be uh, filthy rich. Why does, everybody, why does everybody want to know? What's Eli Manning like? I guess he just didn't... I think prior to him doing, you know, the, the, the broadcast, like, he didn't give a whole lot. Like, he just, you know, he wasn't, like, out here in social media. He wasn't, you know, a, an active, uh, you know, person, you know, media-wise. But, like, uh, yeah, I think that still is a lingering question. Probably, like, the third most uh, um, question I get asked, you know? Yeah. D- ditto. Ditto. Mm-hmm. 800-919. The only thing, the only thing I will say, the only thing I disagree with him is um, the speed of the game does pick up. If you've never had to chase and running back on a wheel route, you, you will know that there's a difference between the way they run that in the regular season and the way they run it in the postseason. You turn your head back to the quarterback in the postseason, that guy is gone. So I think, you know, um, Eli's standing from a different perspective. He's standing in the pocket. He's able just to use his eyes and, you know, sometimes his feet, but mostly his eyes to, to dissect what's going on. But for everybody else, especially on the defensive side of the ball, there is a pickup in the, um, the speed and the intensity. Like those the first step off the line, um, you better know what you're doing. 800-919-3776. Let's get to your calls. Mitch in East Windsor, welcome in. Welcome into New York Game Day Special Edition here on this Saturday afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, thank you. How you doing? Uh, how you doing, guys? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I hope the Giants line um, can play as well, maybe even better. You know, I like the Pac-12 guys there, and Dexter, too, is quite good. You know, they say uh, you should never drive a running back that high. I think it's Barkley's and keep giving Hopefully he has a big game, and um, you, can you can you say is you think Daniel Jones' career kind of mimics a little bit like Eli Manning? I'm not saying he'd be like Eli Manning, but he's excited when he runs. He makes things happen. He, you can say he's a keeper now. Then I maybe they'll draft a quarterback next year, but it's his job in the coming. Uh, you know, what win or lose is his job next year. Well, Mitch, I appreciate the phone call. You know, and, and, and Kiwi, I know we've had this discussion before. I'm I'm pretty tight with a lot of scouts in around the NFL. And, and my tenure with the Giants, part of their broadcast team, I developed some really, really good relationships and rapport with a number of people, especially in that Giants scouting department. And many conversations I've had before, when you are scouting players to come play in New York City for the New York football Giants, um, you have to pay a lot of attention to personality. And there's a very unique style of athlete, let alone somebody who can play quarterback in New York, uh, that you need ha- that you that beyond skill set, beyond accuracy, beyond um, arm strength, beyond all of that, they have to have a certain personality in order to fit in in work here. And I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of people um, use the analogy, oh wow, you know, Daniel Jones, so much like Eli Manning. Well, that's on purpose because that scouting department knows that, you know, I I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger would have done well here, especially with all his off the field issues that we saw him have to go through early on in his career. I don't know if Philip Rivers, borderline ADD, would have done well here in New York, right? Like, I don't know if those two personalities would have had the success that Eli Manning had here because of Eli Manning's like calm, cool, like, I'm a duck, water off my back type of mentality. Yeah, I think you hit it right there on the head with the um, the off the field issues that Ben Roethlisberger had to go through. One of the biggest things about playing in New York is everything is magnified, whether it's mm-hmm. good or it's bad, which is an amazing thing when you're on top of your game, you're on top of the world, and, and you're you know you're winning games and winning championships. But when you're not, and especially when you come in unproven and you haven't done anything yet, and you know you're still you know looking at the you know the banners hanging up in the in the practice facility, and you got to go to the podium every week. There's 
there's never a week where the, where the locker room looks barely empty. You know, you can go to some other teams and you know catch maybe a couple people in there, but for the um, for the Giants, like there's always um, there's always a story, there's always fans, there's always going to be um, you know interest in what is going on, especially at the quarterback position. So you can't just look at oh this is a great player, he's a great athlete, because New York's not for everybody. And I've said it a bunch of times, just because you don't make it in New York doesn't mean that you're not a good player, a lot of mm-hmm. the Jets. You know, we look at a lot of players that, you know, who have left and who have gone other places. Like, sometimes it just comes down to, you know, the, the number of distractions. You know, look at um, Ingram in, in Jacksonville as opposed to how he was playing, you know, for the Giants. And, and um, you know, situations can be very different. But I, I believe yeah, 100% you're right. You know, when it comes to playing for the Giants, first of all, you know, the, the mayor and the Tisch families, like they, they spend a lot of time. Um, making sure that everybody, not just the players, but everybody in the organization is, you know, basically doing things as much they can the right way, right? Nobody's perfect, and I don't think anybody expects anybody to be, but there's a, a, a standard and a level of, of um, you know, uh, confidence and humility and, and everything that is expected when you put on that, that Giants uniform or you, um, you know, swipe your badge to get into that, that facility. So um, you definitely have to account for that when you're drafting players and bringing people in. Let's go to Danny calling in from a car. He wants to talk about Daniel Jones. Danny, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, guys. Um, expectations for me for this game is, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I, I mean, I obviously want them to win the game. Uh, I mean, I, I want them to win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, coming into this season, this is basically all gravy for all of us, right? Um, mm-hmm. But as far as tonight, I want really want two things. First, I really want it to be a close game. I don't want to be... I don't want to be watching college basketball by nine o'clock, you know? <laughs> um, the other thing is, and really I think the more important thing is I want the answer, the Daniel Jones answer to be like settled tonight. I don't want to to spend the entire off season into free agency, into the draft with the people coming out of the woodworks. Like you see, I told Danny, you how, so. Danny, you guys... I have to, I have to, I have to interrupt you. How is it not settled? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, what giant fan out there? is looking at this season and going, no, Danny's not for us. What, are you kidding not me? me. I, Who I are could, they? I could, Who are they? I couldn't agree with you more. Well, uh, yes, I, got a, I got a feeling you're going to be taking plenty of phone calls on it if, if he goes out there tonight and throws for, you know, 206 yards, two, two interceptions and a fumble. You know, if yeah, he goes he out and does He hasn't done that all season long, Danny. Do you, do you, do you know I'm, that the I'm, Giants are the least turnover team in the NFL this season? The least I out of 32. I watched every game. I, I, I watched every game. I absolutely know that. But I just it, – yeah, I think the woodwork negative Daniel Jones people are just kind of waiting for that proverbial shoe to drop. And they're just going to come out. And I got a feeling you're going to be fielded. I hope to, from my mouth to from your mouth to God's ears, we don't, we're not dealing with this, you know, come tomorrow. But I, I'm just – Here's the thing. And, Danny, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the call. Here's – if, if, if Daniel Jones goes out there and wets the bed – I don't care what he's done this like it's done it's done. like like understand the- this is his first season in Brian Dable's system and again what is he working with with all due respect to Slayton and Hodgins and Richie chicken salad out of chicken poop people okay he doesn't have a legit number one wide receiver Bellinger Bellinger is more of a, a blocking tight end he doesn't even have a receiving tight end offensive lineman like are you kidding me like what Daniel's been able to do with this that he's been working with and the fact that they are here. Oh my God. Like I, I just, I can't I, like any, any giant fan out there going still doubting. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if Daniel is it. You're, you're like, go, get, go, go find another team. 
Go find another team. You're ridiculous. You're absolutely ridiculous. It, it goes. It goes to what we just talked about, right? The the playing in New York is different. That was the most Giants fan you know, communication I've ever heard. Because yes, he believes in his team. Yes, he's watched every single game. Yes, he he wants them to win. But anything short of a championship is just not good enough in some people's eyes. And you have to understand that that is just what comes with this position. You can go to another team, go to another division, another conference, and and just you know have a have a you know good showing in the in the playoffs. But in New York, if you don't win the championship, you know we're we're looking to how can we get better so that we can win. And that's that's the mindset. And you have to be able as a player to take the good and separate the bad. And at this point in the season, just let it all just be white noise. Make sure you, you understand what your job, your, your responsibility is and, and make sure everybody's on the same page and let all that stuff go. And to be honest with you, some players can't do it. Some players hear and, and, and see things in the media and it'll affect them and how they play for an entire week. And if you're that kind of guy, maybe New York, this isn't for you. But that that call sums it up right there. You know, it's championship or bust every year. Unbelievable. Uh, we get back. It's time for locks of the week. Went two and one last week. What does that mean? I am 40 and 17 on the season. Ridiculous. Dumb. Hey, take advantage of it. Chances are I'll never be this good again. It, it just it doesn't happen this way. It just doesn't. Locks of the week and Joe Wiz, who joins me each and every Saturday, will join us as well. We'll get his picks and his plays heading into today's action as well. So stay tuned. We're here to help you win some money on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thought it'd be great. Get Joe on. Get his picks for the two games uh, on the slate today. So, Joe, welcome in. On with Anita Marks and, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka. With that being said, let's look at this first game. And we're talking about, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this line has been fluctuating. It's now up to nine and a half. Nine and a half Kansas City is favored. And the over/under is at fifty-three. Joe, how are you playing it? Yeah, when you take a look at it, Kansas City Adida is fourteen and three, but they have one of the worst spread records in the NFL against the spread. They're just six and eleven against the spread. Um, I just think that uh, Jacksonville, with their explosive offense, I think they have a chance of keeping this game respectable. I think KC wins, but I'm taking Jacksonville plus the ten. Um, KC in the games that they played, uh, you know, against playoff teams like the Bengals, they lost at Cincinnati. Um, against the Chargers, they won by three. Uh, and then when they've been tested, um, they haven't really done the job. And I just think that getting uh, nine and a half at Jacksonville, I'm taking buying a half point. I'm taking them to plus ten uh, on the Jags. 
All right, fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, uh, without further ado, the game that uh, that we've we all can't wait for. Can't believe it's at eight fifteen tonight. I don't know. Got to do a lot of working out uh, just to uh, work off all that stress and anxiety. Uh, and Ajina heading into this game. Uh, you've got the Philadelphia Eagles now. This line is up to eight. It was at seven and a half. It jumped up to eight. So now the, the Giants are getting eight points. The over under is at forty eight. What's your play here, Joe? Well, maybe the line went up, Anita, because the showers were working at the Giants Hotel today, this morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, when you look at it here, I mean, have you felt more energy in New York at this time of year? It's been so long since we've, you know, had relevant football in the month of January. And uh, Giants certainly coming up that impressive win last week against the uh, Vikings here. Um, Eagles, I'm not sure what to expect with them, Anita, because, like I said, they are 14-3, and three, just 8-9 and nine against the spread. Uh, from a betting perspective, you all, there's only one way to go here is to take the dog in this game here. The Giants have the best spread record in the NFL at 14-4. and four. You know, obviously I was listening to your show yesterday and today, and obviously we don't know the status of Jalen Hurts. Nobody does until we see him on the field. But, you know, based on the injuries that we've been told and based on his performance in the last game and it was a must-win situation, he struggled. Um, and getting eight, uh, I'm taking the Giants plus the eight, and I'm going big blue for a possible upset. I'm looking for the Giants to knock off the Eagles. I'm calling for the upset. Wow. Calling for the upset. What's the money line right now? Hold on. Money line is three to one, which means... Hey, I had them last week plus three against the Vikings. I know we were all on them. I know you had them as well. But listen, to one possession game. Right now, the Giants are peaking, and it's all about who gets hot at the right time. We just don't know what we're going to see about the Eagles. They could just be flat. They haven't played a meaningful game other than that one game here. I know the Eagles have a great defense here, but the Giants, if they can minimize their mistakes, hey, they scored on five to seven possessions against the Vikings. Daniel Jones is playing his best ball, and um, I think that there's a shot that they could pull off this upset. It wouldn't shock me, Anita. It really wouldn't, but taking the eight is definitely a safer bet, but uh, let's root for the big blue and hope they can pull off the upset. Well, you could always do both. And three to one folks out there who uh, maybe you don't do a, a lot of gambling, what it means is that you're laying $100 down to win $300 if the Giants win outright. Joe, thank you so much. Appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the games this afternoon. Thanks, Joe. Thanks very much. Thanks. You got it. Joe Wiz brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. It's a whole new game. Anita's three locks of the week. All right, now it's my turn. Woohoo! Like I said, last week went two and one. So I'm 40 and seven, 40 and 17 on the season. 40 and 17 on the season. If you're just tuning in uh, each and every week, I give you my three locks. Okay, each and every week. And we've been doing this since since day one. So uh, so here we go. Buckle up. So in, in regard to Kansas City and, um, and, and the Jags, a few things here, Kiwi, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes and, uh, and, and Andy, Andy Reid, giving them extra time to prepare for the Jags. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes, eight and three in the postseason, 33 touchdowns. He averages 32 points a game. And in uh, the Jags, 12 turnovers so, so far in the last five games. They've turned the ball over 12 times. You know how important turnovers are, especially in the postseason. Absolutely. Here's the thing, Kiwi. I just don't know how much gas yep. this Jacksonville team still has left in the tank after that unbelievable comeback against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And now having to go to Kansas City, we both know how difficult it is to play there. And their defense, 22nd in passing yards per play allowed, 29th 
in third down conversion rate allowed. And oh, by the way, Kansas City, second best in the NFL. They are moving the chains on third down 50% of the time and 24th in red zone defense, Jacksonville is. Meanwhile, Kansas City, first offensively in a number of, of categories. Yards per play, points per drive, TD rate at 33%, and second in the red zone. When they are in the red zone, they are scoring touchdowns at 70% as opposed to field goals. So I just think all the stars align for Kansas City. They check all the boxes, but... I don't, I don't, we saw it for the Dolphins to put up 31 points against the Buffalo Bills. I'm just not feeling good about that line. So this is how I'm playing it. Travis Kelsey, any time touchdown and the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Those two things have to happen. It's not about points. Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown and the Kansas City Chiefs win the game and you could get that at even money. The Jags, they are 28th in the NFL in points allowed to opposing tight ends. Uh, they're giving up almost 10 yards per target, worst in the NFL, to opposing tight ends. And tight ends are averaging 60 yards after the catch, after the yak, after the catch uh, to their defense. So I think this is an unbelievable matchup for Travis Kelsey. I do believe he finds the end zone, and I do believe Kansas City wins. And so those things combined is even money. Your thoughts on that is my first lock of the week. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm 100% I'm with you. I think both of those things, um, you know, not only are probable, but I, I believe that they, they will happen. You don't want to diminish anything that Jacksonville has been able to accomplish because it's been a tremendous story, you know, you know, getting a new coach and getting everybody on the same page and getting um, a chance to see, you know, what this quarterback can actually do when given a right set of circumstances. That being said, um, I just believe that this is the the biggest statistical mismatch of the of the weekend, and when it comes down to it, you know, Kansas City is by far the better team, and so there's nothing there's nothing um, negative about Jacksonville. It's just that I don't believe that they have um, the players or the ability to, to play with this team. And then you also got to look at what you know coming back from you know the the deficit that they had last week does to you, and how. Um, how draining it is and how much it, it takes out of you. So I think those are those are two very fair picks. All right, number two. Now, w- when when Kansas City was at eight and a half, I loved using them as a two-team six-point teaser. But now that they're up to nine, not for me. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play an alternate spread parlay. So what does that mean? I'm going to play that the Kansas City Chiefs win by three, so it's minus two and a half. And I'm also going to play the Giants at plus 14 and a half. So that would mean that the Philadelphia Eagles will have to beat the Giants by more than two touchdowns. And it would mean that the Kansas City Chiefs would have to win by more than a field goal. Okay? And those two things have to happen combined. And I'm getting that at minus 128. So again, an alternate spread parlay. Giants plus 14 and a half, Kansas City minus two and a half, and I'm getting these combined for minus 128. That is my second lock of the week. What say you? I mean, I, I believe 
Kansas City will win by more than a field goal. I don't know that you can bank on the Eagles winning by more than two touchdowns. I mean, let's say Jalen Hurts comes out and he is healthy. Yeah, there's a there's a good chance, you know, there'd be a field goal and a and a touchdown apart at the end of the day, but I think two touchdowns is, is a little bit much just because um, you know, he is the focal point of their offense and he is banged up. We haven't seen him play well in um the last couple of weeks. So I think if they do win this game, they're gonna have to scratch by and, and, and get it in the end. So, so you're so all right. So I'm I'm two and zero. I'm two for two with you in regard to my best bets. And last but not least, it is a player prop bet, and it's Dallas Goddard over right now. So this line opened up at forty seven and a half. In some places, is up to forty nine. I would play it at forty nine. I would not play it any over forty nine. If you can get it at forty seven, forty, I would do. But let's just say forty nine and a half, which means that Dallas Goddard has to have. 50 receiving yards in order for this bet to win, okay? And here, excuse me, here are all the reasons why. Giants are just god-awful against opposing tight ends. As we saw last week, TJ Hawkinson, 10 receptions for 129 yards. Because they are so blitz-happy, and you can attest to this, right, um, Kiwi? You know, if, if, if you're going to do something aggressively, it's going to leave you vulnerable in a different area. And that's the middle of the field. That's where Goddard hibernates. That's his wheelhouse. The Giants, 31st in cover rate against opposing tight ends. They've allowed 608 yards after the catch, after the catch to opposing tight ends. And also, I think with Hertz in his, in his shoulder and with the Giants blitzing, I think he's going to be looking to get rid of the ball quick. I think he's going to do a lot of checkdowns to Miles Sanders, possibly, definitely Dallas Goddard. And he has surpassed this number seven of his 12 games that he has played this season. So my third and final lock of the week is Dallas Goddard over 49 and a half receiving yards, which means as soon as he puts up 50, winner, winner, chicken dinner, you win that bet. Thoughts? Yeah, I think you're good on this one. I don't think that necessarily means he's going to win. Look, if if you want to blitz and you want to protect the goal line, you got to give up something, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's obvious. I've I've been in those I've been in a defense, a blitz happy defense where you're strained as a linebacker and it just seems like no matter where you go, Jason Witten is running away from you. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, you just you just have to you have to adjust and understand like, okay, listen, we're going to let them get this throw and we're going to get him on the ground. He's not going to get a first down or he's not going to get any yards after the catch. Just be as close as you possibly can to him, but yeah, I think um, you know, 49 50 yards you know for him in this game that's that's realistic so just to recap my best bets my locks of today not the weekend because i'll have more for you tomorrow um but my locks for today travis kelsey anytime touchdown and the kansas city chiefs winning combined is even money a alternate spread parlay giants plus 14 and a half kansas city minus two and a half and you can get that at minus 128 and last but not least dallas goddard over 49 and a half receiving yards he hits 50 receiving yards you win that bet these are my three locks of the day here on 98.7 espn we come back we'll hear from tim mcmanus he covers the eagles for espn that next 98.7 espn new york game day with mike tannenbaum matthias kiwanuka and anita marks kiwi let's go to our phone lines we've got coop Calling in from Brooklyn in the house. Coop, welcome in New York Game Day. Special edition here on this Saturday afternoon. How you doing? All right, you. Good evening. How are you? I'm feeling super fantastic today. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan from the heart. I love the Giants. I believe that we got the best team that we had in a long time. The coaching staff is phenomenal. I mean, they're giving the team a, 
a belief in themselves in the locker room and on the field. I mean, we can't do bad this year right here. I'm telling you, we're going to win this game today. Everybody, y'all, y'all just take a chill pill. Get on the bus and relax and ride and watch how we roll. We roll, baby. The Giants all the way to the bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Um. He's, he's ready to go. He's he's been in a couple debates already. You know, he, he's already he's he's thrown a couple back. You know, he's he's ready to go. He's primed and ready to go. Hopefully he wakes up for the for the start of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how funny is that? I'm having I'm having a ton of people over here today. <clears throat> what are you doing for the game? I've got like no, I'm, 15 I'm home. Pe- I've got like 15 yeah, people no, coming I'm, over here today. No, I'm I'm home with the kids. We're just going we're going to watch it. They're going to watch me go crazy. Yeah. Mhm. Um Hopefully, cops don't have to come. <laughs> it's it's good to hear the optimism, though. And, you know and, but I mean? here's like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've got I'm gonna have a mixed home. I've got like okay. half the people coming Eagles fans, the other half the people coming Giants fans. Like it's a mixed bag tonight. That's the way to do it. So mm-hmm. and I, I might I might need you to hold down the fort tomorrow morning. Which by the way, we're back. <laughs> we're back for our regular. Uh, New York game day show tomorrow morning, bright and early at 7 a.m. We're going to hear from Mike Tannenbaum coming our way in the next hour. But before we do, uh, I host a digital show on ESPN Plus every Monday and Thursday. It's called Bet. And I had Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles, join me on that program uh, yesterday. So I thought it'd be cool if I replay that segment for you now. Let's listen in. Tim McManus covering the Eagles for, uh, for ESPN, joining me last night on Bet. Here it is. Sure, Anita. Yeah, so there's been signs of progress on Jalen Hurts' shoulder front. So he wasn't even listed on the injury report this week. The ball has looked pretty good coming out of his hands during practice. But you know, my understanding is that he's not 100% yet. And speaking with Dr. Brian Sennett, so he's the, the head of sports medicine at Penn, he noted that with SC joint sprains, there's the risk of re-aggravation every time that you get tackled or sacked or you fall on it wrong. So really, with this Giants game, it's going to be about management, making sure that you're not taking unnecessary hits so that he can function the way that he needs to 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 play at a high level. But make no mistake about it, Hertz is gonna run in this game. If you look at the regular season finale, he was really limited to just one designed run as he was coming off of that injury. But this is win or go home. So I think that there's going to be more designed runs for Hurts. I just think he's going to have to be really smart to make sure that he doesn't worsen, you know, the feeling of that shoulder. As for the Giants, uh, they've looked great as of late, right? 31 points in two of their last three games. Daniel Jones has looked great rushing the football. Saquon Barkley healthy, ready to go. How have the Eagles been preparing for this Giants team? Because this is a much different Giants team than they faced the, the, the previous two times so far this season. No doubt about it. And it's caught their attention. Like in the locker room, they recognize the, the higher level of play that the Giants have been playing at, particularly that last week against Minnesota. But the, the one theme that I kept hearing was contain Daniel Jones in the pocket. They want him to be able to beat him, try to beat them, with his arm as opposed to with those long runs. And when he does get out of the pocket and does try to run, as one player told me, make him feel it. So that definitely a point of emphasis this week. And they're not reinventing the wheel here. I think there can be a tendency when you play an opponent for a third time to really like overthink things schematically, but that's not the vibe I'm getting with defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. I think he's gonna let his players uh, really have no mental clutter 
uh, play what they're used to, play fast uh, so that they can perform at a really high level. That's a that's the definite vibe coming out of that Philly locker room. Again, uh, that is Tim McManus, who joined me last night on Bet. Some some insight in regard to what's going on with the Eagles. Quick break. We come back. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum will join us uh, on the program. We'll get his take, what his expectations are with uh, the Giants, as well as the first game, Kansas City and Jacksonville next. Uh, hour three kicks off right here. New York Game Day Special Edition on 90.7 ESPN.